ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد and after which follows after this introduction after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and testifying to his oneness and seeking refuge from the evil, evil of ourselves and from our evil actions and testifying that none has the right to be worshipped except Muhammad sallallahu and that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah that the way of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa is the only way of salvation if one wants to يعني, end up in paradise then one has to follow the tariqah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after this introduction, then I uh, would like to just mention something about the great Imam that we're going to listen to, Rahimullah Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al Albani, Abu Abdurrahman. This great Imam who was born in Albania, who grew up in Albania, and he he lived under his father who was a scholar in the Hanafi. Madhab, Hanafi, Fiqh. And he learned from him Quran. And he said, I got ijazah from him. Because his father had the ijazah, Sanad, going back to Ar-Razi. So he learned from him the Fiqh of the, the Ahnaf. And likewise, he learned the Arabic language. To the extent that when uh, problems occurred in Albania, uh, problems with the country and they had to leave so his father left and migrated to uh, Syria Sheikh Al-Bani when he entered the, the schools in Syria subhanallah, he was very strong in his Arabic language to the extent that the teacher would not ask him first any Arabic questions he would be the last to be asked and then when he would answer he would say, uh, the teacher would say to the students, look, you are serious, this one is Albani. <laughs> and he knows better than you. And he knows Arabic better than you. Shaykh Albani said that his father used to take care of him in terms of the education, you know. He used to find him a teacher in each area of Islamic science, in Quran, in fiqh, in areas like that. Until he, at a young age, managed to benefit greatly and immensely and he started reading reading and benefiting from the scholars that time in Syria benefiting from them and then realizing as well some uh, mistakes and realizing the yani, some mistakes that occurred in Syria itself where people for example be praying in masajid with graves in it or masajid that were built over graves and this is not allowed for us to do that and until today this happens and so, uh, in his reading and in his benefiting from other ulama, Alhamdulillah, he became to love ilm al-hadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him to be next to uh, yani a, a library so large that he was to be the first one to go in and the last one to leave. So the owners of the place, they, they gave him the key. Since he's the first to enter and the last to leave, they gave him the key. And he read it, they say, three times over. 
He read the library three times all because of a piece of paper that, that was lost. And because of that, you know, alhamdulillah, it was, found, it was found. And he benefited from that. And he started writing. Now, Shaykh al-Bani, when he started writing, other ulama, you see, alhamdulillah, we're not isolated. We have ulama around the world. You know, other ulama, muhaddithun, whether they were in India or in, in Saudi or in other places, they realized that he's in hadith, he's more strong, hadith beneficial. When Jamia Islamiyya had hadith knowledge in 1381, Islamic University of Medina, when it opened, they were trying to look for the best ulama in areas around the world. He didn't restrict himself to one of the best. So from Mauritania, they they call Sheikh Muhammad Amin al-Shanqiti, rahimahullah, the Mufassir of the of the Quran, Adwa al Sahib Adwa al Bayan. Strong in the Arabic language, strong in tafsir. And they brought him as one of the teachers. And uh, from the teachers, they brought Sheikh Hamad al Ansari, just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and other than him. Jami from Ethiopia, Hamad al Ansari from Mali. Scholars from around the world, Taqiyadin al Hilali from Morocco. And Sheikh al to set up the hadith curriculum. Revealed to you from your Lord. have a degree, PhD, no papers, but he has ilm. Ilm al nafi' which the ulama recognize. People ask, who is a scholar? A scholar is known by The scholar is known by other scholars as a alim, somebody who's recognized in his area. As a active knowledge, Sheikh Al Bani Allah was recognized by the ulama of this century. A alim in hadith. In fact, Sheikh Ibn Baz, who is also a muhaddith, who has knowledge in the science of hadith and so on, he said, I do not know anyone under the sky who has more knowledge of hadith than Muhammad Nasuddin Al Albani. And his hadith knowledge. Gained him, subhanAllah, understanding and aided him in understanding the correct positions in many areas such that he didn't restrict himself to one madhab. But rather he followed that which is, قَالَ اللَّهِ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And at the same time respecting the ulama of the various madhabs that, the people blindly, that some of the people blindly follow. The asal is, well, the foundation of our deen is to go back to what Allah and His Messenger called to, call to. Just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Follow what has been revealed to you from your Lord. And do not follow other awliya besides that. If it is in contradiction to that, then follow what has been revealed to you from your Lord. If it is in contradiction to Qala Allah, Qala Rasulullah, stick to Qala Allah, Qala Rasulullah. Stick to that. As Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah said, Al-ilmu Qala Allahu, Qala Rasuluhu, Qala Sahabatu. Laysa bit-tamuihi. Ma al-ilmu nasbaka li khidafin safahatan bayna rasuli wa bayna ra'i fulani aw faqihi. He said the knowledge is what Allah said and the messenger sallallahu said and the companion said. This is knowledge. Not I heard, I think, my opinion. This is not knowledge. Knowledge is what Allah said, the Messenger said, and the companion said. This is knowledge. 
And he said it is foolishness to even compare the statement of the Messenger with the statement of a scholar or any person. It's foolishness. Why? Because Rasulullah is the only scholar who is unconditionally the Alim who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent as a messenger to Allah. So Shaykh Al-Bani, he stayed there for three years with people in Jerusalem. And during that time he met other ulama from the Sayyidina. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymi, who is a faqih, a great imam, great scholar, who resided in a place from the Chinese a place which is very it's like an oasis, subhanAllah, very green in the middle of a desert, in a beautiful place, very peaceful. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymi, the masjid where his teacher was teaching before. Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sa'di, Sheikh Abdurrahman al-Sa'di, his teacher, was the Mufassir of Quran. Made tafsir of the whole, the whole Quran in a concise volume. And also benefit from the Quran in composite. And if you read the works of Shaykh Abdurrahman al-Sayyid, you see how great this Imam was in fiqh, in Arabic. And, and you know, subhanAllah, lots of, lots of these imams, they used to uh, summarize their fiqh in poetry. In poetry, subhanAllah. Salaam And so Shaykh Ibn Uthaymi, if anyone reads his tafsir, his fiqh, his uh, Arabic hadith, in any area, you will see this is a allama, just like Shaykh Ibn Baz was allama, just like Shaykh Al Albani. And Shaykh Ibn Uthaymi said about Al Albani, he said, Rajulun tawil al ba' wasi'ul ittila' tawil iqna'. Three statements, concise. But look how great these words are. He said, This man, Shaykh Muhammad Nasr Din Al Albani, he is a man who is tawil iqna', tawil al ba' first. Tawil al ba' means. Patient with the people to the extent until the haq is, is uh, until they suffice with the truth. Tawilul ba' yani, your ba' is basically the, your chest that, that you, you know, you are patient with others. Tawilul ba' not, not, you know, not hasty, when, but rather hadi. And this is from the characters of the ulama, they are had, hadi, yani, they're very calm and very tranquil. When you see them walk, you see the tranquility in their, in their walking and in their speech. Subhanallah. Not hasty with the people, patient with them, forbearance, have hilm. Because Shaykh Salih ibn Fawzan says, ignorance is two types. Adam al-ilm or Adam al-hilm. Having no knowledge or, and also having no forbearance, no patience with the people. Hasty. That's why you see youths are very hasty. A youth rushes, you know, you see the elders, you see them very calm, you know, patient with the with the others. The ulama, this is their characteristic. They have ilm and they have hilm. Ilm and hilm. And, and this is something, unfortunately, yani, those who are blessed with this, those are the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessed with knowledge and also with hilm, forbearance. They do not go beyond their means, beyond their level. So, Shaykh Al-Bani was described as this, Tawil al-Ba' wasi'ul ittila' 
his ittila, his research, and he's looking into books and uh, research, and is wasih, is very wide and vast. Well, who's saying this? Shaykh Ibn Uthaymir is saying this. And the third statement he said, Qawiyyul Iqna'. Qawiyyul Iqna'. He is very strong in sufficing you to know the haqq. In giving you that which is truth. And you will see from this conversation which we're going to look at. And it is a conversation where uh, it took place uh, in Saudi Arabia. Sheikh Al-Bani, while he was there, it took place between, actually it was a disagreement that happened between a father and a son. And how many disagreements like that we have, Allah Mustaad? You know, the son usually hasty. <laughs> the father, he said to his son, that uh, they, were talk, they had a disagreement about the Prophet's birthday. Is it allowed to celebrate it or not? The father said to his son, this is something which is, you know, not just bad, it's like the, the worst of evils or something like that. His son was very upset to advise the don't do it all. They had this disagreement. So they decided to go back to, since Sheikh al was there, they asked him, can you arbitrate? So let's just listen, inshallah. And I didn't do justice to Sheikh al Sheikh al after that he went back to, uh, after being in Jamis Tamir, he went back to, uh, he went to Syria, the Jordan. He was imprisoned for some time. Uh, in the same prison as Ibn Taymiyyah was imprisoned. The same prison. And that was because you know, they thought that he had some things against the, the rulers and that kind of stuff. But Shaykh al he knew you know, when they asked him about you know, you're talking against rulers and this. He said, no. He said, from siyasa is to leave siyasa. <laughs> from politics... Yani if, if you're smart, if you're intelligent, is to not delve yourself too much into this. Why? Because if you just busy yourself, the ruler, the ruler, the ruler, is that going to help the society? No. If you busy yourself with the society, that will benefit them better, more, much more. And rather it opposes the aqidah and manhaj of al-sunnah that you busy yourself with the ruler's faults openly. Because of the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Hadith Muslim Muhammad, Man arada in Sahih Sultan, whoever wishes to advise the ruler, then don't do it openly. Hadith in Musnad, Imam Ahmad. What can we do? Hadith, authentic narration. Whoever wants to advise the ruler, then don't do it openly. Man arada in Yan Sahih Sultan, but rather he should take, by his, take his hand. بِهِ And be alone with him. Look how, look the hadith Rasul Take his hand, meaning between, just you and him. بِهِ خَلْوَ You and him only. If he accepts, he accepts. If he doesn't accept, then you have done what's upon you. Allahu Akbar. If he doesn't accept, you've done what's upon you. Alhamdulillah. But look at all these jama'at now. The, the scholars, they say, a person innovates, he starts an innovation, in the end he ends up with going out against the rulers. Innovation. Small. 
Starts like a handspan, as Ibn Taymiyyah mentions in Majmu'ah. Starts with a handspan, becomes one arm's length, becomes one mile. Until the end result is to go out against the rulers. Which is away from the manhaj of salaf. And anyone who has any problem with this or any confusion regarding this, then all they have to do is read Usul al-Sunnah Imam Ahmad. And many misguided groups, they don't even know these books of the salaf. Like one of them said, said when I mentioned this book to him, Usul al-Sunnah Imam Ahmad, you see what he said about the book? He said, what is that book? They don't know those books. Why? Because they are not educated and cultivated upon following the way of the Sahaba and their students and their students. They are cultivated upon newspapers. This said, he said that, he said that. This is ilm. Or as we said, al-ilmu qala Allahu qala Rasulu qala Sahaba. This is what we said. And no doubt, yani, nobody likes to live under any uh, unjust rule or whatever. However, there are ways of how to deal with this situation. And that is in the sunnah of Rasulullah And that is in the way of the Sahaba. Not to openly يعني, shout into, on, on the minbar. You achieve nothing. So Shaykh Al-Banimullah, they mistakenly took him to prison. And he said to them, from siyasa is to leave siyasa. Meaning, I'm not going to busy myself with this. What's going to benefit the people is to teach them. Teach them how to be good Muslims. Tasfiyah or tarbiyah, as he used to always say. Purifying and educating. Purifying and cultivating. Rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'ah. So what did he do? Now, if you were to want to do something for the ummah, and you have knowledge and hadith in this, and you see Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, alhamdulillah, these books, they have been checked, alhamdulillah, and you can see that the most authentic books in hadith. But you have other books that were not checked. Sunan Ibn Majah, Sunan Nasai, Sunan Abi Dawood, Sunan Tirmidhi. Four Sunans. He checked each and every hadith in those Sunans. Rahimahullah. And he checked other books of fiqh. Books of fiqh like Tamam al-Minna, which is the checking of fiqh al-Sunnah. And other books of fiqh that were يعني, mustaqil, like how to pray. Siva Sat al-Nabi, Siva al-Hajj al-Nabi, Siva al-Siyam al-Nabi. Tarawih, Sat al-Tarawih. In all areas of fiqh, he brought out something that the people can stick to following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Muhaddith and faqih. La shak wa la raib. And the first person they used to say he's muhaddith and not faqih, you know who he was? It was Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. Some people they used to spread this against him. He's a muhaddith, he's not a faqih. I mean, he knows only hadith, he doesn't know fiqh. Abu Huraira, Abdurrahman ibn Sakhra al-Dawsi, radiallahu anhu, who became a Muslim, seventh year hijriya. And he lived with Rasulullah for three years until the Prophet passed away. And when the other companions, some of them used to take turns, one day with Rasulullah, one day with the, uh, in the markets to try and earn a living. Abu Huraira, who came from a poor background, he was with Rasulullah gaining from the inheritance of the Rasulullah The inheritance was not money and wealth. As the Messenger himself said, that the scholars are the inheritors of the Prophets. The Prophets, they, they do not 
leave behind wealth, dinars and dirhams. They leave behind knowledge. Whoever gains it, gains a great treasure. And so, uh, Abu Hurairah, even though he only lived with Rasulullah for three years, he, he was blessed to memorize the most hadith. For one time he came to the Messenger Rasulullah, you know, he said to be Rasulullah, and he complained about his memory. So the Prophet put a cloak over him and he made dua for him. He supplicated for him not to forget. And he said, I never forgot after that. <laughs> I never forgot after that. He narrated over 5,000 hadith. Subhanallah. Muhaddith and not faqih. Where do you get the fiqh from if it's not from a hadith? If you were to open up Sahih al-Bukhari, huh, you will see whole chapter headings. Those chapter headings are the fiqh of Bukhari. And he put these ahadith or parts of ahadith in such a way which will show you what his fiqh is. Subhanallah. Sometimes one hadith will be so many different places. You would pick only the section that is applicable to that area. This is Imam Bukhari. Muhaddith and faqih. So the muhaddithun, alhamdulillah, the likes of Shaykh al-Bahimullah, they were blessed with hadith and fiqh from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is from Allah as the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said in a hadith which is reported by Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan man yuridillahu bihi khayran yufaqihu fi din whoever Allah wishes to show goodness to he gives him understanding of the religion not give him dunya dunya can be given to a good person or a bad person but the fiqh of the deen the understanding of the religion this is given to those Allah loves man yuridillahu bihi khayran yufaqihu fi din Allah was good for him. Subhanallah. This is the best thing you can gain in your life. Fiqh in the religion. To remove any ignorance from yourself. To worship Allah upon basira, Upon insight, knowledge. Not the way of the Sufis of innovation and this. All you have to do is go to YouTube and you see the, the, the mess. And how the people are worshipping Allah. Other than what the Rasulullah came with. Shaking their heads and twirling and everything else. A'udhu billah min dalik. Did Rasulullah do this? This year in Arafah, in Arafah, the, 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 the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes people out of hellfire the most, the day that most of the people come out of the hellfire, subhanAllah. On that day, there was a tent next to us, Muhammad Sufis, they were dancing, they were... Is this the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? On the day of Arafah, the Rasulullah said, this is the best thing that I and the Prophet not doing this bid'ah of saying Allah is, Allah is. Not even completing the sentence. So alhamdulillah, Allah blessed us not to be in the dark. Allah blessed us to have ulama, the likes of Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah. Shaykh bin Baz rahimahullah, he... He heard that people were speaking against Musnad Imam Ahmad and saying that maybe it's not attributable to Imam Ahmad. So the Sanad, the chain of narration for this big compilation of over 30,000 hadith, he sent this Sanad to be checked by the Muhaddithun of, of India. The Muhaddithun of India, they knew the scholars, they said, oh, 
there is somebody who is better than us in this. So they sent it to Shaykh Al-Albani to check this. this. And then Shaykh Al-Albani checked it. Alhamdulillah, he said, it's, yes, this is attributable, it's authentically attributed to Imam Ahmed. So he sent, so they started writing letters. Between, yani letter writing began between Shaykh Al-Albani and Shaykh Bin Baz. Letters of thanks, of you know, encouragement. And these letters, they, now they are being compiled in one volume. It's available. I don't, maybe we have one in, the, in here, but very nice. Letters between the ulama. Not between the juhala. Letters between the ulama. This will tell you who Shaykh al-Albani is. Different ulama writing to him. All on different topics, asking questions. Subhanallah. And this will tell you who the ulama in every generation, every time. Another hadith which proves that he is, inshallah, from those of the ulama in this century. The hadith in Sunan Abi Dawood. The Prophet said, in a hadith which is in Sunan Abi Dawood, إن الله يبعث على رأس القرن من يجدد للأمة أمور دينها. Allah will raise at the head of every century those who revive the deen. So, at the head of the century, the 1400, which we just passed, now we're 1429. 1429 years ago, the likes of Shaykh Al-Albani was in his 60s. The likes of Shaykh Ibn Baz was in his 60s. The likes of Shaykh Ibn Atayim was in his 60s. These three great Imams, they've already compiled books, already completed the check-ins of a hadith about the deen, the deen of Allah. What is the deen of Allah? Hadith Jibreel. جَاءَكُمْ لِيُعَلِّمَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ He came to teach you religion. What is that religion? Al-Iman, Al-Islam, and Ihsan. So they have written books on Iman, in Aqeedah, the six beliefs. They have written and they have taught the, the Islam, يعني, the five pillars, in detail. And this is what they have left behind. Their works are a proof for anybody who has يعني, some sincerity to recognize that which is haqq. There were other uh, scholars of innovation. They were not scholars of tawheed and sunnah. They had some knowledge of hadith, but they fell into innovation. In the time of Shaykh al-Bani'imullah. And they used to try to attack him. But they are not remembered. Nobody knows them. Except for يعني, يعني being refuted for the innovations that they were upon. أَمَّا شَيْخَ الْأَلْبَانِ رَحْمُهُ اللَّهِ He's known. Alhamdulillah, the ulama have bore witness that he is from the ulama, the mujaddidun, the muhaddithun, from the fuqaha of this century. And look, Alhamdulillah, we do not blind follow anyone. But we have to recognize knowledge and we have to recognize uh, uh, the haqq. We do not يعني, stick to only one and say only follow the... La. All of them they have ilm. All of them they came with, with good, meaning the three that we have mentioned. They came with ilm, they came with much benefit. And they differ on issues of fiqh. But in aqidah they were one. Subhanallah. In aqidah they were one body. Because there is no difference huh, in the usul. In the usul should be one. But issues of fiqh, each one brought the evidence and uh, alhamdulillah those who were correct 
in their ishtihaz, they got two rewards. And those who were who erred, yani, unintentionally, then they got obviously one reward as in the narration. So this is Shaykh Al-Ban, and I know we didn't do justice to him, but Alhamdulillah, in the end, uh, of, yani, even after he passed away, Rahimullah, uh, uh, he also received the King uh, Malik Faisal prize, a noble prize for do, doing good. So subhanAllah, he took, he spent his whole life in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah protected his family to have some wealth for them to, to be able to. So look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of you if you take care of your deen. Take care of your deen, Allah subhanahu will take care of you. It doesn't mean that you go and just leave all working, you leave any uh, 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 way of gaining uh, some benefit in order to help your children not become beggars and so on. No, it doesn't mean that. But you take care of your deen. And Allah take care of your deen and dunya. So let's have the conversation inshallah. So this is the father speaking. And uh, actually he's very firm. He says, you know, unfortunately the people of Mecca, in his time now they're saying that they're, some of them, they have been, uh, يعني, have inflicted with this illness. The illness of uh, celebrating the Prophet's birthday. That's what he says. This is the, the father who disputed with his son. Marad al-Mawlid he called it. Because there were, at that time there was a... Uh, a person who called to innovation in that area, Hassan al-Maliki, his name is. Now this person used to spread these innovations. And he used to spread some, some, some kalam or some speech about the Sahaba. And he used to spread some speech against some of the ulama. And lots of confusions. Lots of innovations. And the scholars, they refuted him. Alhamdulillah, there is a, a refutation of Maliki by Shaykh Abdul Mashin Abbad. One of the fathers and elders in, in Medina. Sheikh Sa'ib bin Fawzan in Riyadh also wrote a refutation of this man. And Sheikh Rabi'a bin Hadi al-Madkhali also wrote a refutation of this man. But each one wrote from, يعني, from a different angle. Or, so, so for example, Sheikh, Sheikh uh, Rabi'a Allah, he wrote from the angle of defending the, uh, the ulama. Defending the ulama. And other uh, angles, but that was, يعني, you can see it from uh, يعني, his, his book. Uh, as for Shaykh Abdul Muhsin, from the angle of defending the Sahaba and uh, some of the statements that Hassan Maliki said against the companions. So Hassan Maliki was spreading this innovation of, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't matter, and you can celebrate the Prophet's birthday, and that, you know, th- there are good innovations and there are, you know, this is allowed. Good innovations, there is good in it. This is what he used to spread. <laughs> so, and this is what they say. They say, the whole day that we celebrate, all it is, is uh, salah upon the Rasul on that day. We just increase in our salah upon the Messenger. So he said, yesterday, between me and my son, we were discussing this. 
So I, I, I said to him, يعني, with the firmness, that this Mawlid, this celebrating the Prophet's birthday, is, يعني, from the, is, is, is greater than the worst of, of, of mannerism that a person has, or worst of etiquette. And this is the father speaking. And he said, because it is a way, it goes against the way of Rasulullah what he commanded. He said, and our teachers, they taught us, and he mentioned his name, Nu'man, this is in Mecca, uh, they taught us, he said, he said, every action, it must be sincerely for Allah's sake. And it must follow uh, clearly what Allah and His Messenger have come with. That is the one that is accepted. So other than that is not possible to be accepted. Or it will not be accepted. So what did the Shaykh say? Shaykh al-Banihmullah in the background is Jazahullahu khayran. May Allah reward him. This is the way of the ulama. Where do they take this? From the Quran. In Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Whoever wishes to meet his Lord, subhanallah, whoever wishes to meet his Lord, then let him do good deeds. يعني correct deeds according to the sunnah, not according to bid'ah. And not associate partners with Allah in, in anything. And not commit shirk, do it for Allah's sake. And in Surah Al-Mulk, Allah says, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah created different life, why? To test you, to see whether you follow correct deeds. And one of the scholars of the Salaf, Fadayl al-Iyad, he was asked, what is أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا? Because Allah did not say أَكْثَرُ عَمَلًا. Allah did not say, I created different life to so, so you can do many deeds. He said, I created different life so you can do correct deeds. أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا He did not say, أَكْثَرُ عَمَلًا. So for them, he was asked, what is أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا? He said, مَا كَانَ أَفْلَصُهُ وَأَصْوَبُهُ That which is sincere and according to the, and incorrect. And he was asked, وَمَا أَخْلَصُهُ وَمَا أَصْوَبُهُ What is sincere and correct? He says, مَا كَانَ أَخْلَصُ لِلَّهِ Sincerely for Allah, وَأَصْوَبُهُ يعني اتباعاً لِلسُنَّةِ According to the sunnah. This is the action that's accepted. So he said, please, can you, I wished and I love that you can enlighten us in this regard. And all of us will benefit, inshallah, he says. Because he says, my son has been, يعني, uh, uh, confused in this and also has been influenced to follow those people who say there's nothing wrong with the with celebrating the Prophet's birthday and uh, يعني, good bidders and so on. So Shaykh Al-Bani now he looks to his uh, to the son. He's not young, his son, his son. And he wants to just affirm that it's what he said is correct. So he says, you know, basically, inshallah what your father said, يعني, this is something which is a naql, which is correct. That he has said ex- exactly what uh, had happened. 
He says, but I would like to hear from you, if you would. Yani your side. And this is just, subhanAllah. In any dispute, uh, there is always two sides. Huh? If somebody just brings you one side, you think, khalas, they're the ones who are right. Until you hear the other side. And then you realize, in any dispute. And in most disputes, you find wrong from both sides. In most disputes. As the Mashaykh mentioned. So he said, before I speak, and advise you with this regard, then I would like to know <coughs> what you say. Ah, he says, we have here, yani in Mecca is referring, we have Ali uh, al Maliki. This is the one who brought the innovation. He says, I didn't hear from him directly. He says, but he says to, to uh, that, you know to the people that he has a hadith which affirms that it is allowed to celebrate the Prophet's birthday. And not only that, the Prophet himself, his soul attends. So Shaykh Al-Bani said, Allahu Akbar. He said, I, يعني, I just differed with my father because when he said that it is to celebrate this Prophet's birthday, it is يعني, worse than the worst of, of manners that a person can have. So I just disagreed with this statement that he's made. And I do not know, I just basically ask him. So as the Sheikh is explaining, he interrupted, he said, don't be hasty with me. So he said, you have basically uh, negated or refuted this ex- yani, mubalagha, basically extremism in, 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 in your father's wording. That it is worse than the worst of manners. This is if there are people who are affected with innovations which uh, opposes Ahlul Sunnah way, the way of Sunnah, Rasulullah, then it is in reality, it is upon the person to uh, invite them slowly, slowly. The Shaykh, uh, uh, says basically, maybe this word that was used by your father was not probably the most appropriate word at the time in order for you to come out of this confusion. Maybe some other words could have been used, you know, slowly, slowly. And this is Allah good advice for us. When you see a person of, you know, who has been inflicted of innovation and he's confused, ala tool, you know, invite him, ya akhi. Invite him. And the ulama, they say, if he rejects, if he shows inad and kibr, as Shaykh Muhammad bin advise us with, if you see in a person inad and kibr, inad, a position to accept the truth, and kibr, arrogance, pride and haughtiness, if you see that in a person, he doesn't want to accept the deen. 
That's the one you leave. Because uh, 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 arguing with him in ways that are better is going to be a waste of time because he doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to know. But if it's a person who's just ignorant, he doesn't know any better, we should be patient with these kind of people. And patient doesn't mean that you partake in their innovation. That's not what patience means. So again, we mustn't be uh, follow the way of tamayyur, way of yani, uh, compromising the deen such that we end up being in their Mawlid and Nabi pictures side by side. We are all one signing contracts with them saying that we are, we are all one together. La. This is not what the ulama say. We refute their innovations. But if someone of confusion, he doesn't know any better, invite him. If he doesn't uh, uh, come, maybe give him a tape, give him a book. But like, not like now. So you have two extremes. You have the way of those who are very quick. A person who's upon sunnah. He's known, his aqidah, he's uh, correct. His sunnah, all of a sudden, he's not, you just take him out just like that without any establishment of the hujjah upon him. And Shaykh Rabbi Havidullah, this is one of the reasons that he refuted one of the, uh, uh, one of the individuals in Medina. He refuted him because of this. Because you rush to perform hajr or boycott upon a person who's known beforehand to be upon sunnah without establishing the hujjah upon that person. Establish the hujjah upon him. Establish the hujjah upon him. But, again, you don't fall into the other extreme. The extreme of compromising your deen. Being on the same platform as the innovators. All one, doesn't matter. Let's just all be together. We are all Muslims. Yes, we are all Muslims. But you are calling to innovation. And we want to call to sunnah. We are all Muslims. Sahih. But I, Allah says, what did He say? He says, Ta'alaw. He didn't say, let's all go together. This is with the, the, the Jews and the Christians. Ta'alaw ila kalimatin sawa' baynana wa baynakum. An la nushriku illa. La nushriku billahi shayt. An la na'budu illa Allah. An la na'budu illa Allah. Ta'alaw. Come to a word between us and you. Yani a, a word of justice that we do not associate partners. We do not worship other than Allah. This is what he said to those who are other, other than Muslims. And likewise with the Muslims, ta'alaw ila kalimatin sawa. Come to this, correct, this unity, yes, but upon what? Upon a basis. And that basis is Quran or Sunnah, understand the companions. This is the basis. It's not the basis of this, we are all in this, this is Subhanallah. The basis is qala Allah, qala Rasulullah, qala Sahaba. This is the basis. So the Ahl Sunnah are in the middle between these two extremes. Wallahi, this is what we have seen the ulama upon. In the middle between these two extremes. And we have seen many of the youths to the right and to the left. And Shaykh Rabbi Hafidullah, he said some beautiful statements. He said, when a fitna comes, the youths are the ones who are, mess, are playing around in it. When the fitna comes, the ulama are calm, waiting. And they see it far away. They see it before it even comes. And the youth is rushing in the fitna, rushing in the, in the trials. Until he regrets what he has done. Subhanallah. But the alim, he sees it, and he deals with it with ilm. And with basira, with insight. And the youth are running around. Subhanallah. You stick close to the ulama. Allah, in terms of fitna, you'll be safe. Stick to the ulama, with, 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 especially the elders in times of fitna. I'll give you a story. I mean, this happened with when we visited Shaykh Nathaniel in Unayza. He was explaining one of the narrations. Narration of, uh, the, the, the narration of Isra' al-Mi'raj. Isra' al-Mi'raj, the ascension. This is a fitna that happened 
for the Sahaba, يعني the 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 kalam against Isra wal Mi'raj was a fitna. Because many people they denied يعني from the Mushrikun, the hypocrites, they started causing doubts upon the the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In one night, he went uh, 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 يعني in one night from Makkah to Al Aqsa, in one night into seven heavens and back home again. In one night, and all the events that happened there. In the Isra al Mi'raj, in Surah Isra, Subhanahu wa Asra bi Abdihi Laylan min al Masjid al Harami ila al Masjid al Aqsa, aladhi barakna hawla. This night he did all this. So the Mushrikun, they started spreading lies against the Messenger. So I said, Look. He says this. So this was a trial. It was a fitna for, for the Muslims at that time. So when, who was who the one that. Look at how firm he was. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin says, in times of fitna, you go to the elders. And so in this time of fitna, what happened? When they went to, uh, uh, when some of the mushrikun, they tried to cause doubts, when they got to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, who was the best of the Sahaba, who is the best of the Sahaba, what did he say? He, he extinguished the fitna. If the Rasulullah said this, then it is haqq. Allahu Akbar. So much conviction and certainty. But he said, if, because they don't know if they're telling the truth or not. They may be lying against him. Tathabbut, huh? ascertaining. If he said this, then the Rasul. The second case, the second situation, the scenario, was when the Prophet passed away. When he passed away, sallallahu that's another fitna situation. We had the, uh, the hypocrites coming out and uh, causing confusion causing doubts. Even Umar al-Khattab, he, he didn't want even to hear anyone say that Rasulullah is dead. If he heard, he said, oh, he's ready to strike the neck. Didn't want to know, hear it. What did Abu Bakr say? Man kana ya'budu Muhammadan faqad mat. Wa man kana ya'budu Allah fa inna Allahu hay la yabud. Whoever worshipped Muhammad, then Prophet passed away. He's dead. But nowadays they say he's alive. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said he's dead. They say he's alive. How could it be? Uh, you are better than Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. Whoever is dead in this life, meaning that he's no longer existing in this life, he's in another, li- another life. Barzakh. That's the life that he's alive in. Not in this life. In this life there is no... And even when you say salah upon the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Muhammad Sallallahu told us that even when you say salah, an angel comes and takes that salah and delivers it to him. If he's already alive here, he wouldn't need an angel to deliver it to him. Sah? And then he replies, and that angel has to come and, 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 and take that. So, subhanallah, this, this is dalil for us, for Ahl Sunnah, not for Ahl Bid'ah. That when, he, uh, when, we, when uh, somebody gives salah upon the Prophet that uh, he replies, don't forget that before he replies, the angel had to give it to him. If he was alive here, in this life, then there would not be need for an angel. There would be a need for an angel to go to him. Because he's in another life. He's in the barzakh. And we are in this dunya. We cannot reach out to those there. And so if that's the case of Rasulullah then how about other than the Rasulullah even the Rasul in his lifetime, he said in a hundred years from now, nobody will be alive in the face of this earth. So how is it nowadays they say Khidr is still alive? 
The Sufis, they say this. Khidr is still alive, somewhere hovering. Ishada. Based upon Dalil, no. And then they, from that they gain, they say that the awliya are better than the anbiya. The awliya are better than the anbiya. The anbiya, they are the awliya. They are the ones who are the friends of Allah. Those who Allah is protecting. Because they are the ones who brought Tawheed and Sunnah. They need Tawheed, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are the ones that brought the how to worship Allah correctly. So Shaykh Al-Bani says, it's upon us to invite the people with hikmah and maw'idat al-hasana. Al-maw'id al-hasana, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, idfa' bilati ahsan. Push forward with one that is better. فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ For if there's any enmity between you and somebody else, he will become like your best friend. Why? Because you did better. That's hard. It is hard because that's where your heart is not attached to this dunya. Your heart is attached to the akhirah. That even if somebody does bad to you, return it with good. That's not easy, Allah. But that is the way that Allah is educating us in the Quran. إِدْفَعْ بِالَّتِي أَحْسَنْ Push forward with one that is better. فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنُ عَدَوَتْكَ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيُّ الْحَمِيمُ وَمَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا الَّذِينَ الصَّبَرُ وَمَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا ذُو حَظٍ عَظِيمٌ You will not find someone who reached that level except those are patient and those who get great reward. They return bad with good. So be, be hakim, be wise. Don't be of those people who push people away. Don't be the Prophet himself during his time. He said, there are monks who turn people others away. And he, and he said to, when, when some complaints came about Mu'ad and Jabal prolonging the prayer, the Isha prayer, he said, Are you causing fitna or Mu'ad? The Prophet was against making things hard for the people and difficult for the people. He was against that. He said, Make things easy and do not make things difficult. And this is from Allah. Allah wants ease for you, doesn't want difficulty for you. So be people who guide the people, who wish khair for the people, but at the same time stay firm upon the qawaid of Ahl Sunnah, upon the principles of Ahl Sunnah. Don't sway to the right and to the left with every one that calls out. Be firm for Sirat al Mustaqim. And leave all of these misguided groups and these misguided callers. As the Prophet said, Fatazil, Tilkal Firaq, Jami'aha, all of it. Leave it. And stay, uh, even if you're to bite onto the root of the tree, حَتَّى يُدْرِكَ كَالْمَوْتِ Until death reaches you and you're upon that. If you find no jama'ah, no imam. If you find no jama'ah, no imam, then this is what you do. Alhamdulillah. Yani, we have ulama. It's not as if we don't have ulama. Alhamdulillah. So, hi, so they are the heads of Ahl Sunnah in this time. And in every time, the ulama. They are the inheritors of the prophets. So be close to them. And any fitna that comes, withhold your tongue. Shaykh Rabbi Hafidullah, in the many fitness that passed by, one of the I remember he, he, in an advice to the youth, what did he say? He said, the hadith of Rasulullah, the one who's sitting is better than the one who's standing. The one who's standing is better than the one who's walking. The one who's walking is better than the one who's running. So if I had someone who, times of fitna, that's the only time that he's known. He didn't hear anything about him teaching the people. He didn't hear anything about him share, doing some good. The only time you hear his name when the fitna comes. Qala fulan. Qala fulan. Qala fulan. Qala. That's the only time. And Shaykh Muhammad bin Hadi, Hafidullah, said a beautiful uh, advice. One time in his house, and, and uh, somebody brought some books 
from Kuwait or Emirates refuting Shaykh al on issues of Salah. So he looked at the books. He says, have they not been known except for this? Yani the only time you, I, I see your name is in refuting the ulama. Where's your books on educating the people? Where's your books on teaching the people? The only time you are known, and this is why the Salaf or some of the scholars used to say, that if you want to be known, then urinate in yani, uh, well of Zamzam. People will know you. And Shaykh Ibn Uthaymi, rahimullah, used to say, Khalif, Khalif, Tadkar. Oppose and you will be known. I mean, oppose the haq and you will be known. <laughs> and this is true. Stick with the ulama. And if you find even differences, then be patient, be calm. Wait, wait and you will see. At the same time, learn, study. And you will know who the men are. <laughs> So Shaykh al says, so if we just take away the, yani, this wording, just for the sake of argument, we take away the wording that your father has used. And we use another wording. He said, however though, yani, the next level now, Shaykh al said, however, are you, he says, so he says, are you, yani, has it reached you and you suffice that to believe that uh, celebrating the, uh, the Prophet's birthday is something which is not allowed? Have you come to realize this or not? If you have, then forgive your father for this, for the statement. If you do not, and if you're not sufficed to believe that, and you believe that Mawlid the Nabi is allowed to celebrate, so don't take this wording from your father, but take something lesser than that. Or less than that now. So, just for the sake of argument, I'm not going to say to you it's evil and it's the worst of mannerisms and whatever, but do you agree that this is something which has opposed the Sharia to celebrate the Prophet's birthday on this day? And this is, you see, this is, uh, people say, what's the big, what's the big deal? Yani, celebrate or not celebrate? Halas, you know. The Jews and the, you know are, are killing the Palestinians and yeah it, it will bring you a whole load of the, the Palestinians have been killed Muslims have been killed in Iraq why are you talking about this why are you wasting the people's time there's some people that will say this and Sheikh Saif from Fawzan said what caused the Muslims to end up in that situation in the first place if it wasn't that they left Sunnah and if it wasn't that they have left Tawheed Allah because of that so calling the people back to the sunnah of Rasulullah to tawheed, to ikhlas. These are the things that will give us victory in the end. But if we're all splitting up, this one's upon bid'ah, this one's upon kufr, whatever, how you expect to unite upon haqq? If everybody has all these different beliefs and all these different types of ibadah. How? What caused them there to be there in the first place? And he mentioned this in his beginning of 
the first question that was asked to him and answered it in Durus Min Al-Quran. Durus Min Al-Quran. It's one volume. He said, as for, yani, he calls him Sheikh Muhammad, meaning Alawi Maliki, the innovator. He said, as for him, then I see that there, he says some things that are acceptable. But, this is the youth saying this. But, uh, uh, yani, he says there are some people who may be extreme in their celebration of the Prophet's birthday. So, Sheikh Al-Bani says, listen, I, I'm forced to stop you there and, you know, basically cut your, what you're saying. He, so he said, Tafaddal. He says, I asked you, are you satisfied or not that this is opposing the, the, the legislation? And he didn't ask you about somebody else. I'm asking you, he says. So you started talking about Sheikh Muhammad says this. He says, Sheikh Muhammad is not in front of me. He says, if he was in front of me, then I would have spoken to him in a different manner. He said, so are you satisfied that celebrating the Prophet's birthday is something which is not in the Islamic legislation, in anything? It's got nothing to do with Islam. So the answer is either yes or no. It's one of two things. He said, well, I, I, in some people, I, there are some people who are satisfied with it and there are some people who are not satisfied. <laughs> he says, I'm not talking about people. <laughs> I'm talking about the actual celebration of the Prophet's birthday. He says, yes, I'm satisfied with it, being from Islam. He says, okay, this is the, the answer you gave. He says, now I say. He says, okay, I will say that this celebration of the Prophet's birthday, is it something which is good or something which is bad? He said, it's good. He says, okay. Tayyip. So this good, the Prophet is ignorant of it and the Sahaba ignorant of it? And they don't know it? He said no. Meaning they must know. So Shaykh Al-Bani says, I'm not, I, I will not uh, accept that you say no only. Rather you should say it's impossible. That a good has come and they don't know about it. It's impossible. The Rasul a good has come and he doesn't even know about it. How can it be? It's impossible. If it is good, it is impossible that this is uh, 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 not known by the Rasul and his companions. 
على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم واصحابه ونحن لم نعرف الايمان والاسلام For we did not know Islam and Iman except by the way of the of Muhammad Sallallahu and his companions, except by their way, except by way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, "It's a correction." So how can this thing be good and he didn't know about it? Impossible. Isn't that right? He says, "Give me a minute." He said, "Take two minutes." <laughs> so he said, but there's, they celebrate the Prophet's birthday because of the, of honoring Rasulullah They want to honor the Messenger he says, yeah, we heard this. Sheikh Al-Bani said, we heard this from many people. And we read it in their books. However, but the Messenger Sassim, when he called the people, did he call them to all of Islam in one go? Or he called them first and foremost to Tawheed? So he called them to Tawheed first. He said, yes, first thing he called them to is Tawheed. Then after that, you know, the rest of the pillars of Islam, the prayers and so on. Then fasting and so on. So he said, likewise yourself, go with me, yani, uh, go along with me upon this sunnah. Take everything step by step. Step by step, khutwa khutwa. He said, we have agreed that it is impossible that there can be any good that we have that the Rasulullah doesn't know about. Isn't that so? So that's why he said, you must be patient with me. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested you with me now. <laughs> I said to you earlier, a statement that no two people will argue over. And no two sheep will يعني, ram each other with or, or, or rams. No two rams will... يعني, Headbutt each other over. And that is uh, uh, the khair, all khair the Prophet has taught us, was brought. Do you have any doubt about this? He said, No. He said, Shaykh al said, Whoever has doubt upon this, that the Messenger وسلم, has knowledge of all that is good for us, then he's not even a Muslim. Uh, and from the ahadith of the Messenger وسلم, which aids us in, in what we have said, or this speech, is the statement of the Messenger وسلم, 
I have not left for you anything that will bring you closer to Allah except that I I have ordered you with except that I ordered you and commanded you to do so I have the Rasul saying that I did not leave anything behind huh? I have not left for you anything that will bring you closer to Allah except that I have commanded you with it so if the celebration, uh, celebrating the Prophet's birthday is good and it will bring us closer to Allah then the Prophet would have told us about it and called us to it isn't that right? I don't want you to agree until you يعني, are certain with everything that I say. And if you disagree with me, say I do not agree with this point. So have you... يعني, do you want to stop me in anything what I have said until now? Or are you going with me in what I'm saying? He says, I'm going with you. He says, So we say, and you've mentioned one sheikh, and we say to you, and all of the scholars who are saying what you're saying, we say to them, this good that you're saying is, this uh, <coughs> celebration that you're saying is good, the celebration of the Prophet's birthday, either the Prophet called us to it, or he did not call us to it. So if they say yes, the Prophet called us to this good of celebrating the Prophet's birthday, then we say to them, Bring your proof if you are truthful. And they will never be able to bring that. They will never be able to bring that proof. We have read many books from Alawi, this teacher that you are talking about. And other than him, regarding this affair, they do not bring any proof except that they say this is Sunnah Hasana, a good Sunnah. Or Bida Hasana, good Bida. For all of them agree, those who, who celebrate the Prophet's birthday and those who don't celebrate the Prophet's birthday, all of them are in agreement that this is something that didn't happen at the time of the Messenger. Nor in the time of the, uh, the companions. No, in the times of the scholars, the ones that are known that in the early generations.
All of them are in agreement. But those who celebrate, they say, what's the problem? What's the problem in celebrating it? Just like what you've said. You know, let's do salah upon the Rasul So we say, if it was, there was good in it, and if there was good in it, then it, the Prophet would have called us to it. And then afterwards, he, he, he mentioned uh, that we follow the truth, and that which comes, and that which is haq, uh, we must follow it. So if this is good, if there is khair in this, if there is good in it, then they would have preceded us to this good. Do you know the hadith of Rasulullah The best people is my generation, then them to come after them, then them to come after them, which is in Bukhari and it's in Mutawatir. Meaning the first three generations, they were the best people, the Sahaba, the Tabi'in, the Tabi'in, Tabi'in. Yani those who are the Salih from, the, yani from those generations, they were considered to be the best. And the Sahaba, all of them, we say Ulul. All of them, yani even if they narrate, uh, yani when they narrate a hadith, the hadith is accepted. All of them are When the companions are mentioned, they withhold. So all of them are considered to be Salih. But there were some hypocrites who tried to cause some fitna and they tried to enter amongst the ranks of the companions. They were not Sahaba. They tried to enter amongst the ranks of the Sahaba, but they were uh, 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 known to the Rasul And he never used to pray janazah over them. That's how they used to know who the hypocrites were afterwards. And Hudayf ibn al-Yaman, he, he was told by the Rasul who the hypocrites were. Amr al-Khattab feared for himself. He said, he went to Hudayf and said, see that I'm not one of them. Subhanallah. So, la shak. The Sahaba themselves, they feared that they would fall into hypocrisy. And they knew that there were some hypocrites yani, uh, that had entered and tried to cause fitna between, yani, uh, uh, tried to cause problems with the rest of the companions. But they, the, the hypocrites, and they, the ones who tried to enter the ranks, they were, they're the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about as being the lowest of the low in the hellfire. The hypocrisy was in belief, not just in action. And the Sahaba, all of them, Allah says about them, Allah is pleased with them and then pleased with him. The Sahaba, the Messenger said, If any one of you were to give charity, the size of a hand span, a mud, which is like this, or half of that. So mud is when two hands come like this, or even half of that. Then you will not even... Uh, 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 if you were to give charity the size of Uhud, sorry, in gold, Uhud, Mount Uhud, which is in Medina, all of that in gold, you would not even reach يعني, the measure of a mud, which is like this, of what they have done. Not even half of that. You would not even reach that. So they were the best of the people. يعني, the Khairun Nas. <laughs> So he said, I didn't know this hadith. So he said, he repeated it to him again. The hadith of Rasulullah the best people is my generation. Then them to come after them, then them to come after them. (laughs) 
ثم الذين يدونهم اتباع التابعين هذا نص حديث الرسول عليه السلام So he says this is a hadith which is in Bukhari and Muslim and it is a hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu There is no doubt, there is no difference between the Muslims regarding this affair. All of them are in agreement that the best of the people after the Messenger Sallallahu are the companions. And, and the best of the companions are the Khulafa Al-Arba'a. Abu Bakr, Siddiq, Umm Khattab, Uthman Uthman, Ali Ibn Abi Talib, radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. They're the best of all of the companions. The best of them is Abu Bakr Siddiq. Subhanallah. There are many narrations which mention that. You know, the, the narration where the Prophet was on Uhud one day. And Uhud shook because only on, with him was Umar Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and Umar al-Khattab al-Uthman. And that weight, you know, the weight of Iman, the weight of, subhanAllah, the whole mountain shook. So the Prophet ﷺ, he took his foot and he said, يعني, Be firm, because upon you is a Nabi and a Siddiq and two martyrs. Umar al-Khattab was martyred while he's praying Salat al-Fajr when the Majusi came and stabbed him while he was praying Salat al-Fajr. And uh, Uthman al-Affan was martyred, the Khawarij, they killed him. They entered his house while he's reading the Quran. Allah will suffice you over them. He's reading that verse in Surah Al-Baqarah. And they killed him. So he was a martyr. Subhanallah. So he said, with your intellect and your... Do you think that you have come to some good? You have preceded them in any good? Do you think that you have preceded them in any good? With your intellect and, you know, basically with all your faculties and everything. Do you think you're better than them? In their understanding? In your in knowledge? and practice and understanding he said well you know in terms of knowledge he says in terms of knowledge well you know he's talking about basically science and this and Shaykh Al-Bani says, excuse me. You have now diverted. Diverted from what I'm talking about. Number one, diversion. Just hope there is no number two diversion. I'm not talking about general knowledge, he said. I'm talking about the Islamic knowledge. Because what is knowledge? Knowledge is what Allah and His Rasul and His Messengers have brought. It's not talking about knowledge of the dunya, of chemistry and geography and this. Are you better than them in, Islam, in, in the deen, in Islamic knowledge? This is the question that Shaykh al-Bahr is asking him. But he... 
He's saying, well, maybe in, he's talking. Of, he went and diverted to, yani knowledge of the dunya and knowledge of. He says, anyway, your diversion here in this matter has benefited me. So what I'm talking about is Islamic knowledge. I'm not talking about uh, medicine. He says, like for example, a doctor now is better than Ibn Sina in those that, in those centuries. Why? Because now there's many things have become apparent, and many, you know, the medicine has improved. But this will not benefit him in front of Allah, huh? Does this help him in front of Allah to be knowledgeable in uh, in, medic- in medicine? And make him better than the Sahaba? So we are talking about Islamic knowledge. Barakallahu feek. And we'll end there. Inshallah, maybe next week we can continue, inshallah, with the, the rest of the tape. Which is Muhammad. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillah.